sempre può calare dal mano bene Se ci picchia quando si è baccalare perché me Oh, mama, zuma, zuma, bakala. Hey, today's a big bakala day. That's right. We're going to hear from the feds. The feds. Yep. They're going to lower interest rates. That's what everybody's guessing. By about some 25 basis points. Yep. That's what they're going to do. So. They got to boost the economy up. <laughs> And if the economy goes down, so too does the Trump elections. That's right. That's a correct That's right. He needs those interest rates to go down so the economy can go up. So we've got to see where it goes. How low will they go? Well, the guess is about 25 basis points. 25 basis points. This is going to be the first time they lowered interest rates since the panic of 08. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. First time. So last night they had a uh, Presidential reality show debate, talking about the debates. Eh, not a lot to be talked about. Very little about war. Yeah, endless wars are fine. Everybody loves them. Actually, everybody hates them. But it's hardly spoken about last night. As I did a um, transcript search, put it on the word war, barely came up. I see a lot of Warrens came up. You got the W-O-R-R-E-N. Endless wars. Endless wars. Hardly a peep about it by the contestants in the presidential reality show. Again, how low can you go? And all you got to do is watch the presidential reality show. Trillions of dollars spent. Millions of people killed. Nothing. Barely a word. Barely a peep. I'm going to give you free education, free health care. Yeah, it's great. How about if we had free or war? Can you handle that one? No. So, I want to talk something about the economy going on here. 
And you're seeing a global slowdown. The facts are there for everybody to look at, if you care to look at them. Speculation builds on death of U.S. rate cut against increasingly worried in global growth backdrop. Financial Times. Financial Times. U.S. growth slowdown points to rate cut. China industrial profits fall in June, add to fears of a slowdown. And economic growth in the second quarter slowed to a 30-year low. How low can you go? First six months, industrial profits down 2.4% from a year earlier. IFO employment barometer falls further. IFO is a major, major information research group out of Germany. Fewer German companies are planning to hire new staff. The IFO employment barometer fell in July down to 99.6 from 100 points in June. As the economy cools, it is increasingly having an impact on the labor market. You ready for this? This is from them. The boom times are over for now. In manufacturing, the labor market remains weak. This is Germany. This has nothing to do with trade wars with China or tariffs. It has to be with to do with the game's over, fights on. Game's over, fights on. Stop buying the BS. Home ownership fell in the second quarter in the United States. The soft home ownership numbers are the latest sign that low mortgage rates and low unemployment are failing to lure enough buyers to the market. It is a phenomenon that puzzled economists, and some think it is only a matter of time until cheap borrowing costs boost home ownership and sales, the Wall Street Journal. Well, it may be a phenomenon that has puzzled economists, but doesn't puzzle me, and I am an economist. But of course, the Wall Street Journal and the toilet paper record and the rest of them only keep using the same sources they continually use. And those same sources continually repeat the propaganda or impropaganda. The reason home ownership is down is because wages stink. There's no more mom and pop his and hers or him and him's businesses. For the large part, it's only multinationals taking over. As I said, when I was a youth, there was hardware stores and stationery stores and clothing stores. 
candy stores. Now there's just big box stores. The Walmarts, the Coles, the Macy's. All the big players pushing everybody else out. But you can come to work for me and make $62.50 a week and lift them heavy boxes and get a hernia. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Destruction of the Amazon forest, huh? Goes on to the destruction of the human being. That's why people can't buy homes. Nothing new. Wages stink. Prices of homes are going up way faster than earnings. So, what do we got here? Financial crisis yields renters. Homeownership rates have fallen as young Americans are priced out of the market. The median age of home buyer is 46 years old, the oldest since the National Association of Realtors began keeping records. Homeownership rates for young people are near their lowest level in more than three decades of record keeping. About 40% of young adults ages 25 to 34 were homeowners in 2018. That's down from 48% in 2001. Yep. The median home price rose 21% after adjusting for inflation from the end of 2000, from 2000 to the end of 2017. Well, median household income rose the grand total of 2%. All the money's going to the richters. It is the Gilded Age. <clears throat> yep. The richer keep getting richer. Apple stocks gain in the last four years prove financial engineering via buybacks works. Yep, the multi-billionaires getting all these tax breaks and other cuts by the government go into stock buybacks. Apple's resolute plan to use healthy chunk of its $200 billion in cash supplemented by roughly $100 billion in low-cost debt to buy its shares and raise its dividends has paid off well, according to CNBC. Yep. Two billion. Can you imagine if they put that into capital investment? Building jobs? Nope. So what's going on is that 
although they have nearly flat income, they purchased 1.2 billion Apple shares. With flat income, the purchase of a net 1.2 billion Apple shares means that per share earnings are slated to rise from 9.22 in fiscal 2015 to $11.51 this year. Expressed differently, an investor who has not sold Apple shares during 2015 now owns a 25% larger portion of the company today than four years ago. It's one big scam. That's all it is. The rich keep getting richer and everybody else keeps getting poorer. What they're not talking about in the presidential reality show is the cost of war. It's off the charts. Not allowed to talk about it. Can you imagine if all that money went back into the economy? The trillions. This is about tens of trillions they can't find. Yeah, we lost it. We got a bad accountant, the Pentagon says. Yep. Could you imagine if that money went into building society rather than destroying nations and killing people? We're not going to talk that in about the debates because it's a freak show run by the mainstream media. These aren't debates. Save your crap for somebody else. What debates? You got a minute to answer a question, a 30 cent response given to you by the, by the sideshow freaks? that are running the slideshow, step right up, step right up, and listen to my questions. Debates. Masturbating in public. Debates. Oh, by the way, you know that new defense bill that came out? Well, most Most Democrats voted for it, including Ocasio-Cortez and Tulsi Gabbard. Very disappointed in Ms. Gabbard. Of course, at this point, that's the only candidate on the Democratic or Democratic, the only candidate I support. When you put in Homeland Security, NSA, CIA, FUC, you know what? It's over a trillion dollars stealing our money to give it to the murderers called the military industrial complex. Sick people and sick politicians. That keeps selling us out to give more money to the people 
that give them money to run their campaigns. As I say, morons and imbeciles call it campaign contributions. Adults call it bribes and payoffs. You see that article recently about our arrogant governor, Andy Cuomo, a boy with an attitude, born on third base, thought he had a home run, being nowhere like his uh, little brother, Chris, if daddy wasn't Mario. Yeah, that Andy Cuomo. The arrogant Andy Cuomo. Yep. Let's see here. Cuomo and the MTA complex that greases his political gears. After securing a $23 million contract to clear clogged subway drains in October 2017, William Hegland and his son Billy, the company's leaders, sought to raise as much as a quarter of a million dollars to Mr. Cuomo's re-election campaign at the City Field event. Hoglin Group was suddenly one of Mr. Cuomo's largest contributors as he ran for a third term. But he was hardly alone. Mr. Cuomo has raised millions of dollars from companies that work for the transit agency, benefiting from the fact that New York does not limit donations from contractors that do business with state entities. Grow up, everybody. You got a political mafia running and ruining our lives. These are slimy, low-life pieces of garbage. Crap. Scum. They make up the rules to enrich themselves while they rob us. It's a criminal operation. Mr. Cuomo, Mr. Cuomo, low-life Andy, a garbage piece of crap who doesn't represent me. Maybe he represents you. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Go Republican. Go Democrat. A donkey and an elephant. You got it, man. Giving bad names to both of them. Mr. Cuomo has raised about $88 million in total since 2011, according to campaign filings. $88 million. $88 million. How can you run against them? It's the same thing on the national level. Democracy. Democracy. Democrats and repulsivekins. This is no democracy. It's corporatism. How much more evidence and proof do you need? Kickbacks. That's all these are. Campaign donations. That's the crap they teach you in school. 
What has Cuomo done for this state? The moronic taxes I pay for school taxes, property taxes. I got another little piece of garbage, a little piece of dirt, a slimy little lowlife called Steve Ignoble, who is the mayor of Kingston. The little lowlife who destroyed the beautiful trees on the most historic four corners in America. A little boy. That's right, Stevie. Come over here and I'll call you a little boy. Whose daddy and the other nobles, who were pretty good guys, by the way, that got him into office. You know what he used to do? Run the kids' zoo over here. The kids' zoo in Kingston. And now he's running and ruining this city. A party member, a democrat. And the morons and imbeciles stick with their party lines. Grow up. How could you make your mind so small to stick it into a party line? That's what they teach you in school. The political system. Political system. The corrupt system. It's a disgrace. President Eisenhower has said that a political party must be dedicated to the advancement of a moral cause. Otherwise, it is just a conspiracy to seize power. And that's all this is. These are little power freaks. Little power freaks. Running and ruining our lives. Think about it. What do they do to improve your life? They steal from us. They rob from us. They send us to wars to kill innocent people. And get killed. Look at what's going on in the presidential reality show. Barely, barely a word, a word spoken about the endless wars and murder. Anyway. And it's global. Look what over there in Europe, they just put Donald Trump's cousin in there, Boris Karloff Johnson, a little freak that looks just like him, but different. 1% of the voters picked this little clown. And a clown he is the perfect contestant for a presidential or prime minister reality show. Katsom Macron over there in France. Enough of Merkel, you want Maybach? Name the country, look at the disaster. One after another. Political parties. 
parties. It's a party. You're not in it. It's one big club, as George Garland said. You ain't in it. This thing's coming down, by the way. I am forecasting the greatest recession. Something like you've never seen before. I began talking about the economy. You're juicing it up with all this cheap money across the globe. It's all it is. Monetary methadone. There's a slowdown everywhere. And I'm still positive on gold. I do not give financial advice. I'm a trend forecaster. Not a word of financial advice. Yep. Here is something right from... the CNBC. Man who called gold's recent rally says his precious metal is even going higher. The precious metal is on track for his third straight month. If you're asking expert Todd Gordon, founder of TraderAnalysis.com, who called gold's recent rally on June 6th, that is the day that I put out the trend alert. Did this guy copy my trend alert? What are the odds of my trend alert going out on June 6th and this guy calling it the recent rally when I called it the gold bull run? But CNBC won't have me on, even though the proof is there that I'm the guy that called it Gary Null. Everybody else got this trend alert. And subscribers, the thousands of subscribers that we have to the Trends Journal. I'm bullish on gold, and I believe it's near its bottom. But again, I do not give financial advice. None. Nada. Zip. Only speaking for myself, gold remains golden. The greatest depression is on the way. These stimulus measures are only going to last for so long. How long? I believe... Minus a wild card, nobody could predict the future. There are too many wild cards, whether they're man-made or made by nature. By January 2001. That's right. January 2001, game over, fights on. This thing's going to turn really ugly. Australia, record low interest rates. Japan announced they're going to do more quantitative easing, as did Europe. Quantitative easing means buying up Corporate and government bonds. Uh, 
Are you prepared? Are you ready? You know my saying, guns gold in a getaway plan. What if there's a terrorist strike? What if there's a 9-11 plus? What will happen? I'll tell you what will happen. This economy will crash harder and faster than anybody's ever witnessed before. So we're going to take a break now. And we come back. If you want to call, you know the number. 888-874-4888. 888-874-4888. Be back in a few. The Progressive Radio Network is a thinking person's network for our world's progressive visionaries and stakeholders and great thinkers to assemble on a commercial-free and listener-supported network. Our provocative hosts speak freely and passionately on intriguing and urgent topics such as health and news and politics and women's issues and philosophy and more that directly impact our lives. Progressive Radio Network takes chances. Our voices and ideas are not always welcomed by corporate media. So Progressive Radio Network is a very important outlet for these great thinkers. Economic, political, and military decisions in Washington, D.C. impact the entire United States and world. And yet corporate media offers few facts, history, or people's voices about these important issues impacting our lives. I'm Esther Ivarum, inviting you to check out On the Ground, Voices of Resistance from the Nation's Capital on the Progressive Radio Network. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We cover social justice activists in the streets and in the suites. We cover those who come to D.C. from across the nation or from across the world to speak truth to power. Whether it's the war machine, the movement for black lives, health care, education, the economy, voting, corporate power, immigration, criminal justice, or environmental justice. Check out On the Ground, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital, Monday, 6 p.m., here on the Progressive Radio Network. gadget guy but i love gadgets that really do the trick like the new app the progressive radio network has an app thanks to our friends at audio now hey this is mark farrell host to insight on thursdays at 11 a.m eastern standard time where we broadcast live out of new york city but if you can't catch the show live no frets it's always archived it's always on the app download it now listen now listen later whenever you want the progressive radio network app is available from our friends at audio now check it out Hello there, hello there. I'm back, I'm back on Progressive Radio Network. So, I just want to stand the economy a little bit more. Fed prepares rate cuts amid worries about low inflation. There's a reason for low inflation. Another story. China scrambles to sell a rising mountain of stuff. 
toilet paper record. China has too many factories making too many goods. And both uh, overseas and national buyers aren't buying. Because they don't got the money. Too many products. This is why inflation is not going up. You are only, only going to hear this from me. Only. It's my 5-0 formula. Why inflation isn't going up? Of course, it's going up in a lot of ways. I mentioned housing prices have skyrocketed. Rents are way up. Healthcare costs. Those kind of things are going up. You look at energy. Yeah, it hasn't gone up in a long time. Some food prices down, other ones are up. So you have low inflation in a number of areas. You have high inflation where they don't count it. So looking at the low inflation in the areas where they count it, one is overpopulation. We're at about 7.6 billion people. In another 30 years, we're going to be over 10, around 10 billion, they're estimating. 10 billion people. Let's go back 100 years ago. We had about 1.7 billion. We now have 7.6 billion. We've added 6 billion people in 100 years. The waves, the human waves of people leaving Africa, South America, war-torn nations in the Middle East, tens of millions seeking to escape crime and poverty and terrible living conditions. Human waves are going to continue to flood in. Cheaper labor. Or you get the stuff made in those countries where you could exploit the labor cheaply. That's where overpopulation comes in. Number two. So I read to you. China scrambles to sell a rising mountain of stuff. China has too many factories making too many goods. Overcapacity and too many goods, overproduction, they're making them. Overpopulation, overcapacity, overproduction, and online. Talk about Amazon. Look what Amazon did to the book business. Look how many people shop online for the best prices. Brought down inflation rates. Prices aren't going up. Overpopulation, overcapacity, overproduction, online, open borders, free trade. You get the stuff made anywhere, you bring it back, 
You get it made from slave labor help. You're not rising, raising the price that much. So while they don't understand why there's no inflation, and we're the only ones writing about it, That's the reason why. So, I want to hit you with the economy stuff, and then we'll go on to some other issues, such as, hey, what's going over there with Iran? Well, Iran has said that they would give back the ship, the British ship that they took, if the British ship, British would give back The ship, the Iranian ship that the British hijacked in Gibraltar before the Iranians took theirs. Well, yesterday, the Brits announced we're not going to do such a deal. We had every right to steal that ship because we, quote, suspected, no proof, suspected that Iran was going to use that oil in that oil tanker they, they hijacked to bring it to Syria. And according to European Union sanctions, we don't want that oil going there. So we hijacked the ship on suspected. Iranians say the British oil tanker came into their waters, shut off their tracking systems, and violated some laws and hit a fishing ship. They made up their story. But we'll give it back to you if you give us back ours. We're not going to give it back yours. We're going to steal it and do anything that we want with it. This is a story to watch. It's a big one. When all else fails, they take you to war. And one of the people that have been taking us to war that doesn't make the news much is that Netanyahu, the prime minister of uh, Israel there. You can look him up, go back to 2000, how he said Hussein has to go over there in Iraq. And you remember him painting that cartoon bomb back in around 2012 at the UN, that that was that bomb, that nuclear bomb that Iran had that was ready to go off. He showed a fuse that was lit. It's a joke. Well, he won the election, but he can't put together a coalition. The reason he can't put a coalition is because they brought him up on corruption charges. So he wants members of the coalition to come in, tell, pass a law that he can't be brought up on corruption charges. So now they're calling for new elections and they're going to be coming in September. A little more than a month and a half away. Or about a month away. I'm not sure the exact date in September. So what does that mean? Well, you know how anti-Iranian he is, along with Saudi Arabia, who, by the way, are facing some real financial difficulties. They need oil at $100 a barrel for their economy to break even. Oil's not doing that. Brent crude 
is only around uh, $65 a barrel. And they have a lot of problems with Iran. They don't like them. This uh, Shia-Sunni fight has been going on since what? A couple of thousand years, thousand years plus. So, the United States, of course, with Trump especially, is 100% behind Israel. And of course, he's getting huge donations. People like, um, I forgot his name, I know what he looks like, but uh, the casino owner there. If war breaks out with Iran, this will be the beginning of World War III. There's absolutely no way that the United States is going to defeat Iran. The United States has been incapable of winning in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Libya. Did a great job in Vietnam, killing over three and a half million people some 60,000 of our soldiers wounded another almost 300,000 and millions of mines destroyed, sending young boys to go fight this moronic war. Not moronic, sick war like they all are. And what would you rather do? Would you rather die for war or fight for peace? I'd rather fight for peace, and that's why I launched Occupy Peace. Please help us so we can keep this moving because it's very difficult to do without any money. I just mentioned to you, $88 million for a Cuomo, an arrogant Andy Cuomo. Can you imagine what we could do with $88 million for occupied peace? Could you imagine? Can you imagine what we could do with a million dollars for occupied peace rather than giving it to a piece of garbage, a piece of political crap. Don't raise your voice. Be calm. Sign up and go die for war. Don't fight for peace. I am a warrior of the Prince of Peace. I'm on his side, the Prince of Peace. I may be able to get uh, sanctioned by Twitter or Facebook or Google for saying that. I'm a warrior for the Prince of Peace. Christmas time, Easter time, never mention those words about that cat. No, no, no. Only about uh, one day sale left. Don't forget to get there now. Black, Black Friday. I say that's racist calling it Black Friday before Christmas. We got to stop that. Just like you can't call manholes manholes anymore in uh, Berkeley. This is where the people are wasting their time and energy on. Rather than war. Going back to the economy, it's all tied together. 
You got war going on, basically. There's a civil war that's erupted in Algeria. It's not reported like that. Sudan. South Africa's in turmoil. Name the country, name the place, name the disaster. Brazil's ready to go back into recession. Argentina's in one. Turkey's in terrible problems. They just lowered interest rates, by the way, last week by 4.5%. The Brexit thing, now you're looking at the uh, British pound taking a pounding. And by the way, the only reason the dollar is so strong is simply because other currencies are so weak. The dollar debt level keeps building, as we just saw, but the other countries are dumping more cheap dough into their systems. So that's why the dollar can stay where it is. And still the major reserve currency. Abu from Madison, Wisconsin. How are you, Abu? Oh, fine, fine, fine Gerald. How are you? I'm all right. Good to hear you. Um, you know, may I just run a scenario, and I'll be uh, rather pithy. You know, I think uh, Donald Trump, even though he doesn't wish to be that way, is going to hack away at the American empire, and he's doing it in fine fashion. Uh, you know, he's, of course, dictating to Europe, do this, do that, you know, take this Iranian tanker, which, of course, the little, uh, you know, Britain uh, is always uh, eager to do, uh, but um, it is also putting Europe in a bind, and this is the bind. Uh, you know, he, he wants, uh, and correctly so, he wants NATO to pay up more for, uh, for uh, he wants more from NATO dues from the European countries, and, okay, they'll go along with it. They haven't been paying their share, whatever that is. But now, then then he kind of turns around and he wants them to kind of sanction Russia. They don't have a beef with Russia. It's America's beef with Russia. And also, you know, you see um, Turkey taking the S-400 and saying, we don't want this American, expensive American junk fighters, the F-35. So in many ways... Um, by forcing the issue of having them pay up more, they're going to finally say, no, if we're going to have to pay, we're going to have our own, um, our, our own plan and our own foreign policy, and we can be probably more uh, independent than being a vassal of, uh, of Washington. Um, what do you think of that? They, it goes back to the bottom line. The bottom line of it is the euro. The euro's going way down. It's, it's been taking a hit. It's all about money. And the United States is still the reserve currency. The people in Europe don't want to keep building a bigger military. They don't want more money going into it. Only the leaders do. And you have terrible slowdowns in Italy. And things aren't great. And they can't form a government in Spain. Greece is a mess. I mentioned earlier, you're looking at uh, employment levels falling in, in Germany. Uh, this is global slowdown. They're going to try to bypass the United States and buying Iranian oil and doing business with them with the new system they put in place. 
but it's not expected to do that much or change that much. So as much as they don't want the United States to rule them or run the show, the United States is still basically in charge at this point. When they get off the petrodollar, to me, that's going to be the end of the United States dollar. Because right now, most countries have to buy their oil in petrodollars and dollars. And you're seeing Russia and China making a deal not to do that. Again, I mentioned what's going on in Europe. They don't want to do it either. If they could get a system into place to kill the petrodollar, that will be the end of the United States dominance in so many ways. And at some point that will happen. But I don't see it happening now, again, because all the other economies are so weak. We're hearing from Mario Draghi, the head of the European Central Bank, and, and uh, what's her name, Lagarde, Christine Lagarde is going to be taking over, uh, that they're going to be doing more quantitative easing. They have, they're talking about lowering interest rates from minus 0.4 to minus 0.5. You can't make this crap up. That's what kind of trouble they're in. So that's why I don't think Abu, that they're going to be able to stop the United States at this time, and they'll keep following orders. You know, if I may just follow up. Um, sure. And I'm not talking about near term. I'm talking about long term, maybe a decade, because the Europeans in many ways have, uh, you know, the whole U.S.-Russia uh, or Soviet thing is kind of really over, except for the Warhawks in Washington who've kept this thing going. And, Russia, and, and Europe is caught in the middle. Not that I give them a, an easy pass, but it, it's finally come down to the bottom line, as you say, that they can't kind of carry this burden of serving the, the Washington master. You know, long term, America is out because it itself cannot uh, uh, um, have all these bases abroad, abroad. And as you said, once that petrodollar goes down, all bets are off. I agree with you. Long term. It could be 10 years and go back. What happened with the, with the pound, the British pound? After, after, they, after World War I, it started to go down. Dollars started to gain dominance. And I believe that the currency that's going to replace it is going to be the yuan, the Chinese currency. And China's going to be the world leader in the, the largest economy in the world. You know, one of Trump's things, he's saying that China's getting these breaks by being and in the World Trade Organization, by being considered a developing nation. They're not a developing nation anymore. They have more middle-class people in that country than America has as an entire nation, plus another 100 million. So China's going to be the world ruler. As I keep saying, the business of America is war. The business of China is business. So I agree with you. Long-term... The dollar's dead. This is the end of America. We're watching its decline. Spiritually, emotionally, physically. Look what Americans look like. Look at the obesity rates. They're off the charts. Go out. Look what people look like. There's no style and class and grace anymore. Watch the old 1930s and 40s and even the 50s movies. and You know, when people were dressed and elegant looking. Go back to the 1930s, the Great Depression, and people tried to, you know, leave your worries by the doorstep, and life could be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. 
I have a photo of my parents' wedding, 1934. I mean, his souls rest in peace and all those in the picture. They worked at fish stores, construction. They, my, my Aunt Zizzy, my book, What Zizzy Gave Honey Boy. If you want to get that book, that's the one Doris Roberts starred the movie in, who played the lead role in uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. You look at these pictures of these people. Everybody's so elegantly dressed. Zizzy worked, you know, in, in, in a place where... Uh, you know, piecework, you know, packaging boxes and sending them out. You know, but they, they're all dressed up. America's dressed down. No vibe. It's dead. So I agree with you that, Abu, that it's going to be over. And when the Greatest Depression hits, that's going to be the beginning of the end of the American empire. The 21st, 20th century was the American century. As it goes now, unless we radically change, the 21st century will be the Chinese century. So thank you for calling in, and I appreciate your insights and observations. I, they're always right on and, and very informative, and the analysis is, is, is filled with facts. So I agree with what you're saying based on the information that's available. So... As we wrap up, you know, keep your eyes on the news, particularly what's going on with Iran. Venezuela's out of the news. It's going to come back quickly. That's my forecast. When all else fails, as I was mentioning before, they take you to war. Netanyahu's going to be doing it, I believe, in the Middle East, along with Saudi Arabia. And as the presidential reality show heats up, that might be another Trump card, because after all, it was a Bush card. That little clown was way down before 9-11. After that, his ratings skyrocketed to over 80%. So stay tuned. Keep on top of the news and ahead of the trends. Consider subscribing to the Trends Journal. And from my heart and my soul, please do what you can to support Occupy Peace. Go to OccupyPeace.com and, of course, support Progressive Radio Network at a time when censorship keeps expanding and open-mindedness and truth in news keeps shrinking. So we need to keep that alive, keep the vibe going. Kill the hate. Let's bring liberty, love, joy, and beauty back to our lives. Stop supporting your political parties. You're an accomplice to murder and thievery if you do. They steal our money to give it to their friends in the name of too big to fail. And they steal our money to kill innocent people across the globe. So if you want to be an accomplice to the crime, keep supporting them. If you're a believer, regardless of your religion, and what the Prince of Peace stands for, put your money where your heart is and occupy peace. www.occupypeace.com This is Gerald Salenti. This is Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.